this girl? Would you like to go on a date, huh? Hey, I'm the guy who's in charge of this fine city. <laughs> hey, don't be like that. <laughs> hey, come on, babe. Give me a chance. Hey, don't you know I'm supersonic thought I'm the great? Huh? Perhaps it's better if you're not too familiar with me. Tuning Japanese, a podcast where a bunch of macho types in their 30s talk about anime. He doesn't like sleeping with men, especially ugly ones. It's Bill! What? I'm sorry, I was promoting us on Discord. <laughs> no, I am for real, that's not even a bit. Oh, be- beautiful! <laughs> He's supersonic Sodom! It's Andy! <laughs> you should definitely not know that nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I respond well to discipline. Oh my god! I'm Josh! Alright, we are moving on from this intro. Hi, guys! Yes, master. Oh my god! It is, it is tuning Japanese. Holy balls. Uh, and... Tell me what to do next! Oh, it's episode six of season two. Is that why you always slept in class? Just like you get in trouble by the teacher? Oh my god. The so, secrets finally came out. We are not the talking one, about this. The, the one teacher that slammed my, my uh, books. Whoa! In my <laughs> I thought we were going somewhere else. They might have. We don't know where the books got slammed. Oh my god. <laughs> the one teacher that slammed the books up my ass. <laughs> oh my god. Everyone was there for that one. Come uh, on, dude. Se- season 2, episode 6 of Tuning Japanese. Uh, hey guys. <laughs> let's. Wow, we've got. This is, wow. I love you. We have a review of Trigun, episode six, Lost July. I didn't have it written there. I couldn't remember. You lost your July? I lost my July, so. (laughs) I uh, hate when I lose July, man. Before we get to that episode of Trigun. Yeah. Which, by the way, we're back from our break. Yay! uh, I just want to start by saying I hope you enjoyed our movie review Mm -hmm. of Berserk, The Egg of the King. Oh, you missed a part part of the title. Golden Age Arc. Egg of the King. Yeah, yeah, it's too much to type out and talk about. Uh, so Berserk, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mouthful. Or Berserk Uno. Uh, Berserk as, Uno, as I, like I like that, I like that one. Uh, which was, again, if you have not heard it, go back and check that out. That was Josh, myself, and Nikki Gillette, local comedian. Yay. Uh, we also did a bonus episode where we gave Christmas gifts and we posted that on the main feed as well, and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. And I'm still reading the shit out of that, uh, that fantastic, fantastic. And, uh, we're, we're finding a spot to put, uh, yours up in, in the apartment right now, Bill. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. So, so yeah, it, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Absolutely. So, if you have not gone and checked those I'm, out, I'm be surprised sure you didn't yourself. leave and it got set on fire. Nah. <laughs> Discord is the thing that Bill was talking about a second ago. It's yeah. not part of a bit, but I'll mention it here. You definitely go check out our Discord. Our Discord, if you're not familiar with what that is, it's typically a platform used with streamers, um, yep. but it's something that we're using for our fans. And we have, if you go to our uh, website, there's a link. For Discord, it takes you right to it. You click the uh, button to accept the invite, fill out a little bit of information, and you're right in there. And uh, it is an app that you can get on your phone or use on your computer, and it's just a chat client. Uh, it has voice chat that we haven't really messed around with at all, but it also, <laughs> most importantly, has the regular chat that you can talk with the hosts, talk with other fans, 
and uh, have, just have a good time. Right, we're just using a chat room, basically. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A it's series a ch- of chat rooms. Yes. I mean, we may very well start the, you know, at some point do special things on the voice chat servers, but for right now, just chit-chat with us. We, we talk about random different things. Uh, yeah, come say hi. We won't bite. I think I posted a, a set in the anime section about which character our viewers think uh, the three of us represent the most from Trigun. I'm curious to see what you say, so if you have any ideas, yeah. post them there. So since I don't have any actual nerd news, I just want to kind of let the fans know about what they're going to hear. Obviously, this is episode six, our review of Lost July. Uh, next week, we're going to not do our episode number seven because of some scheduling issues. You inhuman monster, you! I know. Uh, but we will have our next review of Pokemon Generations. And actually, that's already <sighs> been recorded, and it was a ton of fun. We not only talk about episode four of Pokemon Generations, which is our first foray into Gen 2 Pokemon games, but we also go on probably a 20 minute rant not really rant a discussion on pokemon sun and moon so if you know nothing about pokemon sun and moon the new pokemon games that came out you'll have a pretty good idea by the time uh you listen to the first bit of that episode we kind of review it and if you don't, I don't know anything about it you're gonna listen to it next week and find out again i thought it was pokemon sun and daughter like I, like making your kids fight in the living room yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like move the coffee table throw some knives down oh my all right. Toddler uh, fight! Oh, Lord. Jo- no, Josh, quick. No. Um, let's talk about some nerd news. This is getting depressing. CNN! Oh, it's depressing. Uh, Why are you giggling? Oh, my God. CNN did something really goofy, and, it's, and a lot of nerds caught oh, it. Oh, right? All right. So, uh, probably on one, on one of their shows, they were trying to simulate what you would see while hacking. Or, you know, you know how, how in shows when you see people doing hacking, you see one. Were they, were they talking about, like, the Russian hacking? Yes, they were okay. talking about 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 the Russian hacks, uh, hack attacks. I believe that's what it was, and that you know you would see like the overlay of someone you know typing with some random jargon mm-hmm. and over a green screen and everything else. Yeah, yeah, those images were actually from uh, Fallout Four. Wait, wait, you mean like the the terminals? With yeah, all, with all the letters. <laughs> they, they, stuff? T- they took screenshots from the hacking mini game, uh, maybe distorted oh, it a little bit and God. overlaid it to, to kind of is... obscure it. But observant fans went, "That's Fallout Four." That's not how I expected Vladimir Putin to have spent his perk points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at all. That is that is really funny. It is. That is ridiculous. I, I get why they did it, though, too, because it's like, oh, well, someone said hacking is... Yeah. No, it was it was it's, it was some intern who had to do the graphics for that story. It yeah. was like, this is my chance. Yeah, no, that's, that was totally a prank. It's gotta yeah, be. Yeah, and the people at CNN, the, the higher-ups probably have never heard of Fallout, never played the game. Don't know about it. We're like, oh, this what is good. What is this video game? Yeah, I think it's uh, funny to see that uh, CNN did this. And yeah, I think it might have been a prank. But I could also see someone maybe being astute enough to go, eh, looks hackerishy enough. Bill, what's your nerd news? You got anything this week? I don't really have a nerd news. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe a nerd reviews. <laughs> uh, it's punny enough that I'll allow it. Right? Okay. And it's not going to be a toy this week. Wait, wait. Hang on, guys. I think Bill's not feeling well. What is it this time? It's my new Yeti. Oh! Hey, it's our it's our clanging thing for <laughs> yes. special wow. effects. I was looking to have something to carry water in at work. Yeah, right. And I A get... microphone's a bad idea for that. Right? Yeah. Well, we found that out. Yeah, okay. I... The true lost episode. I, <laughs> I did find Yeti brand at Farm and Fleet. Yeah. And realized how freaking expensive they were. Right. Especially the half-gallon one I found, which... Mostly it was just out of shenanigans. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, that thing was like 250 bucks. Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah. 
But I still thought Yeti was really cool, and I've heard reviews on other podcasts, people mm-hmm. talking about them, how good they are. Lo and behold, apparently unprovoked by anybody, because I asked my wife if she told her aunt, and she said no. Uh, one of my Christmas presents mm-hmm. for my wife's aunt was a Yeti tumbler. Nice. So it is It is sleek. It is, uh, it's like polished, like stainless steel. Stainless steel. Okay. 18-8 stainless steel. Yeah. Double wall vacuum insulated. Mm-hmm. And it is impressive. Okay. I put three granted large ice cubes in it mm-hmm. at roughly 8.30 in the morning, drank my breakfast Mountain Dew out of it. Your breakfast Mountain Dew. <laughs> Carry on. Filled it back up with water and left it on the counter until lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Still had three ice cubes, still cold. Wow. And drank lunch out of it, filled right. it back up with water again, and let it set till mid-afternoon. All said and done... I didn't really gauge when it started, and I drained it and refilled it a few times in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those ice cubes still lasted about eight hours. Damn, wow, dude. that's pretty crazy. So I should do really three fresh ones, fill it with water, set it on the counter, start a timer. Yeah, and, and see and see how long it lasts. And just see. It's so cold if you hold it. Oh yeah, you don't that's feel definitely cold. But you don't you oh. don't feel the. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, well, you don't feel too much of the cold through. It doesn't sweat. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So nice. I haven't tried it with hot things yet, but it's supposed to work just fine. Nice, cool, cool. I uh, just I don't drink that many hot drinks. Hey, mm-hmm. You're not you're not much of a coffee guy. No, I don't drink coffee hardly at all. Right. No, yeah. no, it's really cool. Yeah. Like so I'm I'm enjoying it. And oh, I got one more thing. Okay. Blizzard is celebrating the 20th anniversary of Diablo. Diablo. Yeah. Now I brought nice. this I brought this up when we discussed uh, BlizzCon a while back. That part of the 20th anniversary that they're going to do is part of the new Diablo game in Reaper of Souls. They are going to bring back classic Diablo and actually let you play the classic game through the new game. But it's still classic graphics, classic everything. Going into the dungeon, fighting the butcher. You take take a Herodric cube and you put your nutsack in it (laughs) and it will create a major nutsack. Uh, that's, that's more, uh, that was two. One mega nut. Oh. One <laughs> mega nut. Stay a while and listen. Right. I think that's pretty nifty, of course. Uh, cro- my nuts. <laughs> cross their, cross their other games and, like, Hearthstone and Overwatch are kind of doing a couple different other, many, many things to say, hey, the game that put us on the map. We I, love you. We love you. I'd Free actually stuff. be interested if they updated the graphics. Instead of oh. the classic graphics, like, if it looked like Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. But play like Diablo. That would be cool. I, I'm just cool. excited to be able to stream that because I've had trouble. I've been wanting to stream Diablo One for a really long time, and mm-hmm. I've had all kinds of difficulties with it working on my computer with the streaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fact that they're going to do that makes me extremely happy. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And what I know for sure is on the other games, they're doing all sorts of promotional things. Like right now, they've got a special uh, brawl setting in the yeah. uh, on Hearthstone where you fight the stranger. From Diablo 2. And then if you unlock all if you unlock all the secrets on the guy, you get sucked into the cow level. You fight a bunch of evil demon cows. If you can play Diablo after having set of your hand it goes to sleep. <laughs> yes. And there that's funny go. because you yeah, the cards you hold is called your hand. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, card game pun. Wow. Uh, I, didn't, right. I didn't finish Diablo 3. I got I did. really bored with it. No, I, really I frustrated with it. See, and my problem is, and you, you're probably going to be like everyone else. If you went back and played again, you probably would like it more because that's what almost everyone experience was. They played it, they didn't really like it, and then they stopped playing it. Then they made a lot of changes, and everyone loved it and started playing it. I, on the other hand, 
loved it when it came, first came out, played the hell out of it, and then they made a bunch of changes. I'm like, screw this. This game sucks now. So I'm, I'm Wait, in are kind you of saying the, you were mad that they got rid of the auction house? Not so much the auction house, but like the the focus on the rifts and all that stuff. I just didn't like it. Oh, I enough. just didn't like it. Fair so, enough. so yeah, give me give me the classic game any day. But I had trouble keeping enthusiastic about StarCraft Two. Also, right? I never, definitely never beat StarCraft Two. I played it, but I definitely never beat it. Oh, one other thing uh, that they were talking about adding to Diablo Three Reaper of Souls. The Necromancer class is coming back. Nice. I love the Necromancer class. That's that was a, the class that I played in, in the second game. That's a blatant fan grab, cash grab there to put a Necromancer. Yeah, definitely. Now with the Necromancer back. Yeah. <gasps> well, the Necromancer, yeah, was, the Necromancer was fucking awesome. Dude. Shut up, fanboys. Yeah, exactly. Here's your Necromancer. Here's your Necromancer. Yep. Play the damn game. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, that was Nerd News. Shall we get into the review of Trigun Episode 6, Lost July? Let's do this. Hey, it's my turn, guys. Oh. Uh, it's been a while, it feels We're in like. Uh, so we've got episode six, Lost July. Uh, we open outside of a sheriff's office. There's a guy outside, and the sheriff comes out, and they talk about the events that happened in the last episode. Oh, yes. If you remember the last episode, it was during 2016 that we recorded that, many a moon ago. Yes. Uh, now 2016's over, guys. Thank God, man. It's done. It's gone. It's already so much better. It is no so much better. Said. Uh, yeah, I know, right? We're only about nine days in. Uh, so, anywho, they're talking about what happened the last episode involving the Nebraska family. Which, oh, yes, the which, Nebraska. Which, first of all... Dr. Wiley and his, yeah. and his goofy son. Yes, I want to talk about them in a little bit. But uh, before we get there, we find out that it only took five hours after the Wanted poster was put up to have these two taken in. Yay! Uh, and they announced that... The entire city of Aneprol are the ones who caught <laughs> these two. I love the comment that the guy makes, too. It's like, what, what is it, a town composed of nothing but badasses? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, like, yeah, he's like, it's an awful lot of divvying. Um, and, and, okay, so let's let's talk about this wanted poster. Because, again, right. one of my goals throughout this series is to point out the, oh, the, the English. English and, time! And, and it's not even, there's not any, bad, like, really bad English this time. It's just really weird what's on this poster. Mm-hmm. So this wanted poster, which is for, I believe, $700,000 double dollars. Nice. These two. That's good, that's good um, money. Describes the Nebraska's. So it says, Professor Nebraska, height six foot three. Which I want to say, do you think that guy was really six foot three? That guy is probably five foot six. He's, he's probably my height. Do you think he was maybe less than just doubling it, like they double the the double dollars? Ooh, I mean, it is hard to tell by the scale of the giant child. Yeah, oh, by the way, I'll tell you his height in a minute. Um, Superman child? Okay, so... Also, uh... Super... super Maybe that was before he was old? Maybe. I don't know, though, because it says age 69. (laughs) His weight, 69 PGS? PGS. Is that Pounds per gallon? (laughs) PGS? Yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be LBS, and they just don't know how to... They they think, because LBS is what we, like, shorten it, but maybe Japan's like... Well, pounds would be P... (laughs) That's yeah, possible. possible. And actually, that actually brings up a very legitimate question, actually. How do we get pounds from the abbreviation of LBS? I think it's probably Latin. Probably. Oh, okay. I don't know, but... Uh, so, six foot three, 69 pounds. First of all, that's super unhealthy. <laughs> um, and then here's... He's, it, he's a frail old yes. man. And then under it, they have a description, and it says, looks like a scholar. 
<laughs> Does that? I don't. I don't know if that really describes him. You know, maybe maybe if they uh, jail was hard on him. <laughs> yeah, Nebraska Josephs. Now, I want to point out that Professor Nebraska is spelled like the state. Mm-hmm. Right. Nebraska Joseph is spelled Joseph. N whatever N A B Mungo N A B R A S K A. So instead of N E B, it's N A B. Maybe he's Nab- dyslexic. Anywho, he Nebraska. Appa- yeah, we're from Nebraska. Apparently, he's thirty-four foot sixteen inches. Sounds legit. Uh, okay, yeah. Nine thousand. 000- those, those are metric inches. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God, I was about to go there. Nine thousand nine hundred ninety-five PGSs. I got nothing. I don't know. Age nineteen. <laughs> Wow, puberty was kind to him. Maybe because they're on a different planet. It's like Pound's gravitational system. Maybe. I don't know. But his description, it just says macho. <laughs> that's, that's macho all. may not be exactly the word I would be used. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so back in an April. Yay. Vash is chowing down on a sandwich right as... The guy who's talking to the sheriff says that the town must be populated by a bunch of macho types. Macho types. Mm-hmm. And then and then Vasher's munching on sandwiches. Ooh, with a, yeah. Not quite. Uh, so we find out that Vash actually was offered the reward for the Nebraskas, but he refused because it would, quote, be a nuisance to a drifter like me. And he's happy just eating all the salmon sandwiches that uh, he can. Now, you notice what Merrill says off on an aside with, with uh, Millie. She goes with that kind of money. He could he could get his own sandwich factory. Okay, so yeah, I know that. And what's weird about that is how many sandwich factories are there? Like beginning to end, like I'm going to produce sandwiches. Now, 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 this actually is an interesting thing because uh, when I was reading your wonderful Christmas present, mm-hmm. uh, they make mention that the plants, the way that they are, um, they don't necessarily just supply power. They 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 have a function that they pretty much they could do. Whatever they could produce, uh, either electricity, sustainable or resources like water, food types, whatever. So, I guess in theory, someone may have purposed one of those plants to create sandwiches. <laughs> that would be really odd and specific, but that's interesting. That's mm-hmm. interesting. They sell pre-made sandwiches like Uncrustables. They do for Uncrustables, one, or yeah. yeah. Even uh, the breakfast sandwiches at Walmart, you true. buy a package that's of. That's true. No, you're right. I yeah. guess and the- there's there's um well there's a company here in the Quad Cities called Hasty Tasty. That they um, that they like do vending machine. Uh, oh food. yeah, okay, so, okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. It, it just seemed like a strange thing. It, it, the roach it, coaches. Yeah, I think it was meant for more of the humor that oh we 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 have factories that make sandwiches, which does make sense because it's salmon sandwiches. And have you ever seen a massive body of water outside of episode two? Fair. I don't think I want pre-made salmon sandwiches. Yeah. Well, you know who the maker of the salmon sandwiches in this is? What's that? Grams. Who is my favorite character from this episode? <laughs> Grams is amazing. She is this beautiful, sweet little old woman with like giant glasses, and she's like cleaning a glass behind the bar and says, Darn tootin'! And I love it. It's just the greatest thing. I love this is character. Is this the same Grams for, with the, uh, the, the fake Kuran Nekosama mm. earlier? That- I love- Everyone is so busy today. I don't think they look exactly. Do they the have same. the same voice actress, Josh? I do not know. <laughs> you I suck. I would say, just from remembering both the voice actresses, 
It doesn't. They don't sound the same. Right. It doesn't mean anything, I guess. That's true. Uh, Millie. No, no, your grandmother has like two modes. She does have like a nice, quiet lady voice, and then she does have that grumpy granny voice. Well, most, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to put the cross-face chicken wing on you. Yeah, yes, (laughs) yes. Or or put your brother in a a sharpshooter. Well, that's what I meant, yeah. Hey, guess who's jealous? Magellan? Uh, Millie! Millie Thompson! Magellan? (laughs) (laughs) You're so Magelly right now. Uh, So, (laughs) Millie is jealous. I think that's the title right there, Magelly. At the fact that, like, Vash gets these sandwiches. And Meryl says... That he could have bought, as you said, uh, a bunch of, a, a sandwich factory, all the sandwich factories with that much money. Um, so Meryl warns... $750,000 gets all the factories? Apparently. Apparently. Damn. Uh, Meryl warns the men that this is indeed Vash, and then laments that, why does it have to be him? <laughs> <laughs> which I which I love. I love the fact that, like, in this episode, she's finally resolved into, like, yep, this is Vash. This is the guy. I'm not happy about it. But this is Vash. This complete fuckwit yeah, is the guy I've been looking for. And it almost sounds like she may have had, I don't know, maybe a schoolgirl crush on Vash? Yeah. I was about to say, why does she care so much what Vash is like? Because I, th- I, I think mean, there's, a, I think, there's I, a mystique. You know, she's heard all these great stories about Vash's. Which know, he's lived up to. Never seen a picture of the guy before, but heard all these stories. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she had a sploosh moment. Before yeah, but he's she still a decent-looking guy, obviously. Well, yeah, I but mean... he's a complete goofball. Yeah, she wanted she wanted someone, I think, what? suave and dangerous. Right. We cut to them walking through the streets of Anepro. Meryl is escorting Vash, warning the people to step aside from this dangerous man <laughs> with a huge bounty on his head. <laughs> and Vash is just like, oh, okay, jeez, I don't yeah. want it. And, and everyone in the town is like, hey, Vash, yeah, you're awesome. And Meryl gives him this evil Yes. Look, and he just kind of goes back to being my, all, all my stiff My favorite part of that is when there's a group of what are plainly whores. Like Taffer Boris. And they're like, hey, how's it going, Vash? And, and he gets super excited like that. And Millie, or not Millie, Meryl, Meryl looks growls like, and like does like bear paws at him or and something. And he does like, like that. the robot. He's like, Hurr, yeah, Hurr, he, he marches Hurr, stoically. Hurr. Yeah, it, it's just... pretty fantastic. Uh, <sighs> Vash then asks, how long is this going to go on? To which case, Millie says, um, forever. <laughs> which she doesn't he... sugarcoat it either. It's pretty much, yep. Well, forever, I, I, obviously. I just want to make a note mm-hmm. that you shouldn't use the word whores. They're horizontal Americans. <laughs> but they're not <laughs> in America. I don't uh, think that matters. I, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, so now I know where the term, where the term whore comes from. <laughs> yep, we've learned. <sighs> Vash is upset, but Meryl yells about how much money his antics have cost. Vash is upset. Okay, why is he upset? What's but, going on? Uh, but uh, because of the fact that, like, no whores? Well, that, and the fact that he's, <laughs> he's, got, he's got a babysitter. That, he, that he's stuck with them for the rest of his life. Uh, but Merrill yells about how much money that his antics have cost him, the towns, Bernard Daly, so on and so forth. A kid cries out that he's oh, found yes. Vash. They fire darts, but Vash hides behind the women. Yeah, you know this whole thing about, I said earlier about him marching stoically? I don't know if I'd call this a stoic action. <laughs> no, um, no, actually, um, he, he, I just love his, his reactions. A bounty hunter! <laughs> and then hides behind the women, so if they actually did have guns, they would have been shot and killed. You see, you see, you see Vash, Vash is employing the great Captain Hero power of the Hero Shield. Yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> Activating Hero Shield! Ah! Vash Vash says that the girls aren't too swift. Nope. Which I find hilarious. Yep. <laughs> uh, and Meryl, this is where Meryl oh, yes, loses she... her shit, draws her derringers last maniacally, <laughs> and <laughs> is going to kill Vash until Millie stops her. 
I, you know, it seems legit. I mean, she's, she's having a rough week. She is. A sand steamer rolls <gasps> in. What the hell's a sand steamer? A big fucking train? <laughs> I, a big fish? <laughs> <laughs> well, don't, don't just say wait, it's a humpback class sand steamer. I can, I can translate, I can translate into Josh, I think. It's that thing that the, uh, little Jawas rode around in. That's a sand crawler. Okay, that, steam powered. Like Ooh, that, like, like that thing's grandfather. Oh, TV! Okay, yeah, I totally get it. Now. Okay. So, uh, yeah, big fucking train. Apparently, as you said, it's a humpback class, according to Merrill. I guess it just means because it's so big, like a humpback whale. No, maybe, I mean... Maybe it has a dome on top of it? During the time that everyone is, like, freaking out about this humpback whale ship, Vash escapes. <laughs> He's like, oh, distraction! I'm gonna get away! <laughs> whoop, and, whoop, whoop. Uh, go, go, gadget distraction! Yeah. Everyone starts yes, and everyone starts gathering by the steamer, and they're apparently unloading goods and bartering. There's a kid that comes by and asks for to to offer his services for help looking for a job. They turn him away. Only mention that because he'll be important in the next episode. Yeah, keep an eye, keep an eye on that kid. Yeah, that kid's trouble. Uh, the mayor and sheriff are holding up a sign that says "Welcome, Canticle Tactical Industrial Union." Good English, sir. Actually. I wasn't sure what it was until <laughs> later, and then I realized, oh, okay, I get it. It's a union. Well, yeah, I get that, but like it's such a weird sign, but then I get it, because we'll see in a few minutes. You're right. Uh, they also talk about how they have apparently brought in a repairman to fix the plant. Engineer, yeah. Engineer, yeah, and cue a sexy woman coming down from the steamer, and people Ooh. saying things like, Whoa, that's a total babe! In a really bad voice acting accent. Ninja Turtles are there. Yeah, they are. Okay, okay. Let's, Radical, let's, dude! Let, let's, let's, I want to eat a pizza off of her ass! <laughs> <laughs> Gnarly! <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's be honest. This is still late 90s dubbing. I mean, it's starting to get a lot better, but it's still not the best. No, some of the dubbing is shit in this episode. <laughs> some of the animation. Oh, the best one's coming up in a little bit. Yeah. She's so cute. How, How cute, cute is, is she? she? <laughs> you bought into it. I love it. Uh, she's so cute that a guy crashes his car. <laughs> she's so cute that a weird dude comes up and says, Hey, goddess girl, want to go on a date? Hey, I'm in charge of this place. Hey, of this okay, fine city. Okay, no, no, you're not doing it right. I'm the guy in charge of this city. I'm Supersonic Saturn. <laughs> the Great. That You have to do the voice. You have to pretty much do a fucked up Kermit. He was like the weird... That like... is not... <laughs> A good punchline. He was, yeah, no. Why did the penis cross the road? <laughs> have I told this on the podcast before? I don't believe you. I don't, oh, Jesus I'm, Christ. If you have, I'll edit it. Why, uh, why? why did the penis cross the road? Why? Because I stapled it to a chicken. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is Supersonic Sodom, who I believe has the oddest name of anyone we've seen in this anime so far. Yeah. Outside of the plant, Vash is pouring some alcohol over the edge. One for his homies, apparently. No, pouring one out for his homies. I don't, I don't understand him. He whispers... They were just tired. What the fuck is going on there? Well, you know, he has a very deeply seated connection with that bottle of wild turkey. Because it makes yeah, him it, think it, of... It was what was with the, the product placement? Well, that, they saw that. That was in the episode with Frank Marlin. I know, yeah. but it's a straight-up bottle of wild turkey. Well, maybe the Japanese don't think that that's actually a brand. They just think that's actually, actually a like type. a type. Like, like, like they think or they can't read it because it's English. English. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. That could be. They figure like they're not. They don't have to worry about paying royalties because I suppose. Wow, that's smart. Uh, so yeah, so he pours one out for his homies for some reason. I thought that had something to do with his like connection to the plants. Oh, maybe. Yeah, actually, that's is probably he, so. What he's it getting is. the plant drunk. Like, well, no, no, but no, he's like pouring one like, out for his homie the plant. 
Oh, maybe. You know, as a show of respect, and he's got the connection. And he's like, "Yeah, you're, you're." And he doesn't say they're just tired. He goes, "He's looking at the plant." And goes, "You're just, you were just tired, weren't you?" Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. It's weird, though. It's a weird. Story. I never quite understood his whole thing, anyway. So that's true. Well, we'll Fair get enough. there. We'll have a chance to talk about we, that when we, we, get, when there. we get there. Right. So right. We'll, we'll talk about that. But I'm saying that's that's how I took but it. But that. But at this point. Let's go at it like like we've never seen the series before. Our viewers have not seen the series before. This is just another layering of fascism. Little mystique. bits of his mystique. Yep, a little bit, little bit, another layer. And then we get the worst animated shadow in history. <laughs> it's very <laughs> angular. Very angular. It just kind of like sneaks in. It's very angular. Her mouth is open at a weird angle. Well, and it looks like they just drew it and slid it in place. So yeah, like it. it's like a, I'm returning to my home planet now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad how we were all thinking that. Yes, this is the woman from before, and she runs down Vash's rap sheet of murders. The, the babe, the babe, the Which babe. babe. Yeah, uh, this is Elizabeth. Yes, and she's voiced by Penny Sweet. Oh, how sweet! Mm. I thought for sure I was going to get you guys singing David Bowie. <laughs> yeah. Baby, the power. What yeah. power? There you go. Thank you. That was what I was expecting uh, so, to happen. She runs through all these different murders that he's done, uh, being a humanoid typhoon. And then the rest was the class four weapon violation and a destruction of an entire city or something. Which, like going to the end of the episode, it's interesting here that she talks about how she knows all about him, I didn't, which I didn't really catch until just now. Like, of course she knows about him because she's been after him this whole right, time. Right, right. She's done her research. She has done but her research. But we're jumping a little ahead of we ourselves. We are jumping ahead. So um, she says that she knows everything about him, which is great because he says, well, you, since you know about me... Let's get married. That makes it easy. That makes it easy. Uh, yeah. And she's like, later. Yeah, she plays coy. Ash says that he knows a lot about her already as well. That <laughs> she had her heart stolen by a stoic, peace-loving gunman. <gasps> I don't... <sighs> hey, guess what, guys? What's up? Elizabeth is apparently the engineer for this plan. Okay. She's the engineer? <gasps> Women can be engineers. Yeah, don't be no, sexist. No, no, don't no, be no, sexist. No. You fucking dick. No, we need more women in STEM jobs. Yeah. No, that's that's amazing. That's great. Uh, the fact that she's dressed like that. I'm sorry. She's a dang- she If she dresses like that on the job, she's not only a danger to Are you to saying her first- she's, she's asking for it? Is that what you're saying? No, or no. She's going to no. get raped? She's a danger to herself. I'm, I'm sorry. No, an outfit like that, that would get stuck in the first uh, spinning object and, and she would get killed instantly. Or she would be a too much of a distraction for the horny male workers. Oh, oh, d- oh distracted oh! men is her problem because mm-hmm. dude, her tits are practically flopping out of that thing. Mm-hmm. She's got—they're like being held up by maybe, like, maybe, duct tape. Maybe you overly sexualized straight men should stop staring at her and objectifying her. Hmm. Don't do the plural. I didn't do it. <laughs> All right. So anyway, let's get back to this. Perhaps have... she doesn't physically work on the plant. Maybe she's simply a project manager. Okay. But even project managers still have to get hands-on about it. And I'm sorry, that outfit... Not really. First, no. spinning, first spinning diode that she gets near, she's dead. Okay. <laughs> oh, Bill, please, please get First him. off... Please, please help him out here. First off, you've apparently never had a project manager in a plant. <laughs> <laughs> Second off, diodes don't typically spin. <laughs> a diode is an electrical circuit that allows connectivity one way and not the other. Hey, Josh, what's pop? I mean, I suppose Delicious. you could you could cut one out of a circuit, lay it on the table, and spin it. That's not their function, and they're tiny. So if you got caught on a spinning diode, all you would do is make the diode stop spinning. Well, do I look like somebody who knows anything about machinery? Or then quit saying that she can't do her job in that dress. We get a, the normal information. Actually, done. I have done machine machine work in, in a dress like that. Yeah, she would be in danger of getting herself killed. I have a Did lot of questions, just... but we're gonna wait till after. Let's he... not. 
let's, did he just say? Oh uh, no, let's 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 just let the fans that, sit on that okay. for a while. Okay. So Okay. Okay. So we get our normal information dump, like we get in every episode. Uh, Exposition about, time. Uh, yes, about how the plants are ancient technology given to them by the gods as if like some sort of Pandora's box and some other nonsense. Um Calamity In, in short, they make the land livable. Okay. Yeah. That's 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 the major goal. Well, of the let's plants. let's let's see back to earlier when I talked about how in reading the the manga, I did find out that the plants w- do have multiple tasks and can do multiple multiple things besides just supply power. The pseudo religion of it is what's weird. Yeah, there was a lot of religious talk. Okay, well, ha- haven't you ever been around a crazy machine worshiping cult? I mean, didn't you play Fallout Three where everyone was worshiping that nuke? You killed all those guys. <laughs> oh, really? You you set the nuke off? I, I defused it when I played it. You can kill them by setting the nuke off? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Vash doesn't care. <laughs> I just shot him. <laughs> Vash doesn't care and only wants to get married. Yay! Uh, she coaxes him into helping her, and we see a glimpse of the big guy that big I guy. forgot to mention earlier. Oh, yeah, that guy. Uh, when uh, when supersonic Sodom is, uh, is ignored by her. Uh, there's this really huge, scary, breathing Darth Vader guy in a really scary suit. I love the, the, the breathing or the scary noise that they make when you see the, the masked face. Yeah. You just hear like a... Like a <laughs> it's, it's really Well, cool. we see this guy again, and we get a glimpse of a really creepy, glowing red eye. Back outside the steamer. And Meryl is accosted by what looks and sounds like a 12-year-old in a truck. Well, hello there, cutie pie. I'm ready and willing to be your obedient little doggy. I respond well to discipline. That looks like Charlie Brown was drawn in the Shin Chan style. Fucking yeah, really. weird. It, he does look, yeah. There's some weird shit in this episode. I think this might be the weirdest thing. Of like some 12-year-old rolling up in a truck. Just like, hey babe, you want to do some bondage S&M submissive well, and, shit? And, and then you know, he's talking about her being an old lady. He goes, well, actually she's 20 and then we get cut off. <laughs> he, actually, he's so pissed. Actually, uh, Meryl is actually in the, from the manga. She's uh, at this point in the series, she's 21. Which is interesting because she still thinks herself as old, which I think is kind of a weird Japanese cultural thing. It is, because, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of anime's protagonists... Are very young. Very young. I, I, the, the, the oldest that you see in most animes are in their earlier 20s. Most of the time it's it's mid to later teens. Yeah, so, you see a lot of teen characters. Right, I think really Vash do. is even considered to look like he's 19. I'd say he definitely would be supposed to be depicted as being younger. Right. Hey, baby, you want to teach me geography? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, Millie... Oh, <laughs> <my> God. <sighs> Millie, as you says, almost reveals Meryl's age. But Vash shows up, telling the kid not to bother because she's really bitchy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love that line. Meryl gets pissed off, obviously. But then we see Elizabeth is there with Vash, and she gets even more angry. <laughs> Jealous, perhaps? Possibly. Uh, I love how Elizabeth calls Vash Spot. <laughs> and he responds with... <laughs> yeah. Uh, ridiculously goofy. I love it. Meryl then gives up on Vash for the time being and says, Screw it. I've got paperwork to do. <laughs> it's almost like she's defeated, too, because it's almost like that, that yeah. time that you use. She's like, Let's go, Millie. And, Mer- and Millie's like, What are we doing? Paperwork. Yeah, she does seem a little defeated. Yeah. I've heard you make that tone. Yeah. Once yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Once, usually toward you. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 
I've I've heard you make that tone. Usually during a game that you're running, a bill comes up with something crazy, and we're like, yeah, you can. Yeah, that's usually true. When the dice do not go in your favor. Uh, Later that night, the hotel. Ah, yes, the hotel. Elizabeth says that she has a long day and can't sleep with Vash tonight, essentially, because Vash is like, hey, we shared a room? And she's kind of like, yeah, no. I'm, no, I'm... well, no, she wants to get up at 6 a.m. He's like, well, yeah, okay. In some places, I'm known as Rooster Boy. <laughs> or Mr. Up and Adam. Mr. Up and Adam. Love it. Was that uh, a Morningwood joke? Possibly. 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 <laughs> uh, Not gonna put it past him. So, she sends Vash to another room. Vash yeah. gets to that room and realizes something is coming. He does that whole anime pre transmission yes. where yes. like where everything goes into letterboxes for for a yes. brief second and his eyes narrow and goes, someone's coming. And it's a guy in a fucking gimp suit. Pretty much <laughs> with dreadlocks. Yeah. And blade arms. Wasn't the that the bad guy from Hellboy? Close. Uh, if, if, of, if it wasn't, it's pretty close, I'd well, say. Well, except for he doesn't have all those uh, clockwork uh, gears and doesn't look like he's all freaking sandy and yeah, dried up. Uh, this is this is the first. This guy looks virile. Wasn't he one of the fighters in Soul Calibur? That, that's Voldo. That's, yeah, yeah. He, he, that's if, actually closer. Manthong. Manthong for sure. Suited. So we get the first of two fight scenes between Vash and this guy. <laughs> um, this one's fairly short. We in this we do see Vash's uh, blade and his boot get broken. Yeah, mm-hmm. which guy's... I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, this guy ain't fucking around. No, this guy's serious. This is the first time I think we've seen Vash actually being pushed in a physical fight. But you notice, too, again, keeping to his character, all the shots that he makes with his gun is hitting the blades. Directly as it's being swung Directly. at him. Directly. Yeah, yeah. So he, awesome. and he shatters And he shatters at least one of the blades. I think he does it with two of them. Right? Vash could have shot and killed this guy. Yeah, of course. But Fairly yeah. Vash being oh, Vash, is, he's looking for just to get non, out Yeah, nonviolent ways to make sure that right. this guy doesn't get hurt. Right. I, <laughs> I love, love he does, there is a moment of a standstill and he says, stop there. I don't like sleeping with men, especially ugly ones. Will you please be good enough to go now? And he does. And he does. He backflips out. Just like, he, just, he just calmly without, like backflips without, through yeah, the window. Without a word. Without, without even a, he just goes. Yeah. And I love, I love the line about, I don't sleep with men, especially <laughs> ugly ones. Like yeah. he has to make the note there. And yeah, so he backflips out. But then Bash discovers a bomb left behind. <laughs> And in some odd stroke of luck, he survives. By writing the... Be- hey, Bill. Yo. Uh, what are the chances of surviving a grenade explosion while uh, being on a bed? What percentage of grenades are duds? Well, that one wasn't a dud. Then no. <laughs> yeah. He, he literally, the bed goes flying through the explosion, falls, and Vash is clinging to it. Uh, and the rubble falls in a perfect circle around the bed. Which is just okay. That's ridiculous. that's a Deus Ex Machina. If I, had never, if I hadn't seen it before, but it's Vash. This article says one in three hand grenades is a dud, but this is Times of India, so that's either not that's either a really high percentage or India makes shitty grenades. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so out comes the owner of this establishment in a really bad voice acting moment, being like, hey, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh no, no, it's first to yeah, basically, essentially how it goes. Uh, Elizabeth comes out of her room or peeks out her window and says, Oh, good thing I switched rooms with you. And he's like, Wait, what? And she makes him sleep out in the cold. Oh, no, no, I love the line. He goes, I, I lost my room. Can I use yours? And she goes, yeah. Well, your bed's right there. Yeah, and he's like, You, you get that dramatic moment. Yeah, you get you get the, uh. streak, the streak background and bash with the super deformed face. This guy, ah! Break card. It looks Oops. like there's a 0.1% chance that a grenade is a dud. So, one in 10,000. There you go. All right. There you go. Yep. Uh, don't, never tell me the odds. I just did. 
<laughs> so we get, <laughs> so we get Star Wars. So we get you, you asked. So we Fair get enough. the break. And I told you. And it's well, the never next day. It's the next day? Yes. Yay! And Millie and Meryl. Will come Stop out asking. Tomorrow. Millie and Meryl searching for Vash. Millie looks in a garbage can and instead we find... Kurnikosama! Yes, thank you. I mean, Vash uh, has been in garbage cans before, so that's... That's actually, actually not a bad yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good... Well, Millie's smart. Millie's a smart girl. Yeah, that's that, true. That's not her being a bubbling idiot. That's her being that's observant. We get, yeah. We get Kurnikosama instead. That's true. Uh, Elizabeth explains that her knowledge of lost tech makes her a target. That makes sense. I, I, yeah, I would buy, buy it. it. Yep. I'll buy it for now. Uh, Meryl shows up to berate Vash, but... Uh, <laughs> In the restricted area yes. of the works. Right, they just, like, show up. They're like, oh, you're not supposed to be here. This is a restricted area, and she don't... Yeah, you know, I'm Meryl sorry. gives no fucks. I'm sorry, no. these people are trying to save this town, restore this technology, and all the people are doing is saying, oh, you shouldn't be in here. There, There's, what, no one to accost these people? Yeah. That could be saboteurs? So... That, that they weren't even given a visitor pass. It's true. Elizabeth says that she needs him, him being Vash, obviously, despite... <laughs> And because of him being Bash. Right. Doesn't she refer to him as Spot again? I think she does. Speaking of things going wrong, like grenades, there apparently there's a malfunction in one of the plants, and uh, Plant 4 has started up and will not shut down. I love Meryl's reaction, because she immediately thinks that Vash is the... She's yeah. just like, what did you do? And Vash is sitting there like, <laughs> huh? I didn't do anything. I mean, I've been sitting here looking at her tits. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> People are going to start to find shelter. Meanwhile, Vash goes inside the plant, Yay. Uh, where the assassin shows up yet again. Yay! And we get our second fight. Yay! Uh, Elizabeth is so petrified that Vash has to literally grab hold of her and dance with her to dodge the, the the swings of the, uh, of the, the blades. Blade. Now, I gotta say, I, I mean, what would you say that would be more of a, a waltz or a, a tango? Uh, and then the style of dance there. I mean, it's very, very physical. So it I'm is almost very think, physical. So I'm almost thinking tangos. Tangos are very physical like that and have a lot of lot of dips uh, that Vash was doing there. Fair. And ass grabbing. Clearly it's swing dancing. Ha! <laughs> you win. You win the I concede the argument. Well done, sir. You get a tip of the hat. And a 100-point poochu sticker. Poochoo! Andrew, it, it's done. Oh, but... but <laughs> trying to bring I it back. I really want the 100-point patches. No, Andrew. <sighs> I thought for once the teacher was going to give me a gold star. Sorry. Don't give those out. Or an A+. Plus. I've had A+. I don't get those. Oh, okay. I don't give those out either. Um, so, really? Ever? Very rarely. God uh, damn, you're a dick. On big projects, very rarely. Wow. You have to really wow me. What if it's multiple choice and you get them all right? I don't do multiple choice tests. I'm that kind of teacher. He, he, actually, he actually wants them to work and uh, earn their grades. Basically. Uh, so Vash somehow shoots the man's blades to trap him into the floor, which I did not understand until Bill explained it to me. Bill, you want to explain that yeah, again? Because you, you explained it so well. He was shooting the bracing of the blade on the inside of the arm. Mm -hmm. That was forcing the sharp part of the blade into the floor. Yeah, the braces that basically keep the, the his arms and yes. legs. Yeah. And it, the, the force of the, the shot, because we do see, as you pointed out, we were watching it again today, The one of the braces is actually kind of broken. Yeah, where the bullet hit it. Yeah. Right. Which, Opposite the blade. Which, if it were broken enough, don't you think he'd be able to sneak his arm out? But Yeah, but okay, you saw still the three angle. of them okay. in the ground. So. You saw the angle in which he, he was pinned in. He was where, pinned in a really awkward angle. I, it's yeah. not a not, that's a painful angle. He's probably in a... Yeah, yeah, I it's mean, true. His, He's his, probably dislocating a little bit. If he moved, he probably would dislocate. Yes. He's probably in a, enough pain that any BDS&M person would love to have that table that he has pretty much become. 
We're gonna move on from there. Uh, he opens. What? <laughs> already, he already said he was in a gimp suit. Fair. That he would made... be a terrible table. <laughs> no. Yes. I don't. I don't know. They, they they take his mask off. I don't know. I'd probably eat a pizza off of his abs. He's got some nice abs. A there. pizza maybe, but you'd spill your drink for sure. Well, I'll just, gonna, I'll just set that on the floor. Yeah, you have that on the floor because I mean you're gonna be kneeling at putting, it anyway. I'm not putting my drink on the floor. Well, Sometimes you got to make sacrifices when you're eating off of a man's abs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just have to. I don't know. I wouldn't know that. Andrew, you've not Andrew, lived until Andrew, you've eaten off of a man's abs. Andrew, yes. Would, would you be uh, willing to to motorboat those abs? I definitely would. I would. I would washboard those abs. Yes. I've not heard that phrase, but I love it. So he opens the assassin's. You've never mask. heard of washboard abs. I've heard that, but I've not heard something washboarding before as a verb. That's awesome. Could you fill the abs with cocaine and just like oh? I, Between the cracks, it, it, they get a little, they'd get a little sweaty. There'd just be too much of compromising of the perhaps. cocaine there. Uh, so the assassin is, is actually pretty cute. He's got a yeah. nosebleed too, <laughs> uh, which I find awesome. So I don't know. So, I don't know uh, if, if that's he, a, if he's got a nosebleed, he's in a gimp suit and he's oh, in a very painful position. He's turned on. He's probably loving it because <laughs> even the look on his face is like, whip <laughs> yeah, me again, mistress. Yeah, I think he does kind of enjoy it. Honestly, is that how you would keep your drink on? Like lean it up against the boner. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Probably, yeah, probably yeah, yeah. that way. You mean to like a mug or something? Yeah. Well, uh, he may not have a boner though. He may actually have one of those uh... nut cages. Yeah. <laughs> Call back. Elizabeth. I thought I made up nut cages. <laughs> no, no, those exist. No, I mean, okay. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> I know I made up nut cages. Uh, uh, uh. I didn't know they. <laughs> they actually exist in the real world. They actually exist. Here we go. Okay. Elizabeth says that she'll need someone better to defeat him. <gasps> what <was> a twist! <gasps> Gasp. Gasp. Oh my god, what a twist. Bash gets locked into the plant then. I love this explanation though. Yeah, El- Elizabeth says that she wants Vash dead for what happened in July, the first day that he destroyed a city. Right. Uh, apparently no one was killed, but over a million people lost their homes and their lives. Elizabeth saw livelihoods. Her, yeah, so li- let's, let's, let's be clear there. Yeah, they're livelihoods. Um, well, a lot of them lost their lives too. Yeah, uh, we get a flat. Uh, this is all told through a flashback, your typical flashback, flashback! scene that we get in a lot of the episodes with a red tint on it. Yeah, sepia tone. Elizabeth apparently saw her parents die. And we get a yeah. really sad flash, really sad flashback. Right, right. The, um, the people are, are killing each other, finding, just trying to survive. Yeah, it's, but it's brutal. As part of the flashback, she is confronted and hugged by a man who looks oddly like Vash to Stampede. What? No, he's not. He's all bandaged up. Yeah, uh-huh. He's not in the red uh-huh, red coat. Uh-huh. So a light. And he also doesn't have a left arm. Yeah, a light starts to glow, and yeah, that is an important point. He's also wearing a blanket. Yes. Uh, See, that's not Vash. Lights start glowing inside the chamber. <gasps> And Vash, dun, dun, dun. and Vash feels at a loss. He doesn't know what to do. Uh, outside of the plant, things are looking really bad. They're saying the plant might explode. Everyone's uh, and running leave a, away. Yeah, people are running. They might leave a massive crater. Elizabeth orders the evacuation. Says she, that, uh, that says that there's nothing they can do. Yeah, it tells Millie and Meryl that Vash chose to stay behind. And Millie and... I think Meryl knows that's bullshit. Yeah. She, she sees right through the bullshit. I'm sure Millie does, too. Yeah. Uh, but Millie's probably more concerned about everyone else at this right, point. Right. Not, not saying not saying that's being uh, selfish or or bad. I mean, I think she's being she's doing the right thing. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Karl Marx. Uh, inside Optimus the Prime, same thing. Inside the plant, Spock. Does <laughs> Spock say that? Possibly. I never watched the first. I, 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 I never watched. Classic I'm only Star just Trek. now rewatching the Star Wars films. Inside the plant, 
Yay! <laughs> Inside the plant, a massive glowing light opens up, and Vash stands oh, under it, holding oh. out his hands. Yeah, and Randon, almost like like in benediction, like 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 yeah. he's offering something—a very religious sort of sort of imagery, oh. where a whole bunch of random bars also oh. rise up toward the light. Cooling rods. It's overheating, so he somehow yeah. activated the, the yeah. cooling system. Well, the assassin has the exact same kind of reaction I I would have at this point of like, what the fuck is going on? And why do I have a boner? Yes. The plant's levels suddenly drop, and Vash emerges alive and well. Yeah. No no sign of the assassin. Apparently he just left him there. Well, okay, you know what? You know what? He's already talked about how he doesn't want to sleep with a with man, and if he's already got that raging heart on, I'm pretty sure it's it probably an unco- Yeah, it'd be an awkward moment it for Bash. I mean, Bash is a nice guy. He knows the guy's, the guy's safe. He's not going to yeah, go anywhere. Yeah, he's not going to go anywhere. It's true. The town then rejoices. Well, everyone but Elizabeth, that is. Oh, man. And one of the saddest lines I think I've seen in this anime, Vash just walks up to her, looks her straight in the face, and says, I'm sorry that I didn't die. Like, that is just like... Wow, yeah. It's, that's, it's, a, that's, it's that's a very, tough line. That's a yeah. poignant line. Really. Or really, really dickish, depending on tone. I mean, yes. but, he but, didn't. No, it was very straight. Was yeah. very, no, no, he didn't very, have that tone. Right. Yeah, you, was, could, you could turn But that, that could be that. a sick burn, too. I, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry I, I couldn't die. Sorry I couldn't <laughs> die. Uh, Elizabeth then draws a gun. She's going to do the killing herself. Right. Until Vash says that if she was successful, she would have killed the people just like he did. He did. And basically kind of calls out the hypocrisy of the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she breaks. Yeah, she does. And he says he has no memory of what happened in July. And she doesn't believe it until she finally realizes that the person that was hugging her as and comforting her as a small child was Bash. Right, and that's the other thing, is she realizes something else, too, that he has not aged. And this has been, like, I think 15 years yeah, yeah, since yeah. the incident in July. And that's it. That's really how the episode ends. Like her just breaking down and crying, and, and real, kinda... but, but also going, "You can't, you can't be that man." And then we cut to the end credits. That's that's it. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the entire episode. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, that is the review of episode six of Trigun Lost July. What do you guys think? Who wants to start? I'll go. Okay. It's not my top favorite episodes. It has some really enjoyable moments. A lot of Vash acting like a goofball when it comes to Elizabeth. Once again, going off his whole facade of being a, a horny loser. Yeah. Vash, and this is my thought throughout this episode, he's not fooled by Elizabeth's game. He's, he's too... Well, you know, is he though? I feel like, I don't know. He, well, okay. We know Vash acts like a complete moron in front of extremely hot women, but that's not really. I, I think he was fooled, honestly. I I don't because, I, because by the end when she when she calls out on it and like locks him in, I don't like he legitimately feels like he's at a loss. I thought he was more like, okay, yep, here we go. Here's. Here. No, I don't think he intended to get locked in because I feel like he would have a plan B. Right. Well, if, he, if, if, if he wasn't taken in by her, I feel right. like he felt like she, you know she had pot, like a real Unless... genuine sort of. Unless he wasn't afraid of that thing going off because he knew he could do that. Right. Maybe. You know, That's he, possible. It, you know, he may very well have had the situ- in his mind, had the situation under control. So he was playing it up because he wanted to know why mm-hmm. she was doing it. Because he even brings up the, oh, are you are you trying to get me for that bounty? Mm-hmm. That silly little bounty. Even saying that that's not what's going on. Tell me, tell me you're evil. Come on, do the Bond villain. Tell me the whole thing. Yeah. But all in all, I mean, the episode is okay. And that's about it. It's It's not a good episode in the overall amazing stuff we get a little bit more of the mystery of what is vash other than that that very 
heartfelt moment towards the end. I think that last third is where the episode does come together. Mm-hmm. You get rid of the, the goofiness, you strip away all the all the silliness, and what we have here is a very wounded individual the, yeah. in, in Elizabeth, and she's a sympathetic character once we know what her, her thing is. And at that moment, that's when the episode goes from being eh to being, okay, this can be a good, this could be a good episode. I think it had humor, action, a little bit of the mystery, and a heartfelt character arc. Mm-hmm. I think it, again, it's not outstanding in Trigun terms, but I think it's still a great episode. It's storytelling the way you want it. It gives you everything Trigun promises to give you. So, yeah, I mean, solid. Okay. Solid middle of the road for Trigun, which right. is still great. It's it's an episode that, you know, when I, I was looking at this episode, you know, when I was putting my notes together for it, I'm like, oh, you know, I I wish I would have had next week's episode. You know, like, I really oh, want to yeah. review that one because I really enjoy BDN, um, Brilliant, Brilliant Dynamite Brilliant Neon, Neon, which is what the name of the episode is, episode what, 7 What is. the acronym stands for. Yes. But rewatching this episode, I realized a couple of things. I took more notes on this episode than I, I've taken for any other episode. I feel like there was a lot that happened in this episode. I feel like it was a lot more dense. Like, there was a lot of... You know, Content. Some, yeah, there, there's, there's some episodes where, like, we sit here going, wow, I feel like we could talk about this for maybe 30 minutes, if that. And we've got more content than this week with it. Um, I feel like it was, it was a lot going on. I felt like, it, like you said, it was a fairly solid episode. There's things I didn't like about it. The ending felt very abrupt. You know, just the kind of like the realization is heartfelt, but then it's like just kind of ends. It's like a C in an honors class. Yes, essentially. It's one of those episodes that looking back on it before I rewatched it, I'm like, eh, this episode wasn't great. Watching it again, I'm like, it's actually it's a lot better than I remembered. I really did enjoy it quite a bit. So that was episode six, Lost July. We will be back next week with episode seven, our review of the episode of Trigun BDN. Brilliant dynamites neon it's all flashy kids it's it's great he's got the uh you remember us talking about uh brilliant brilliant uh brilliance dynamites neon in the episode uh bowling girls from <laughs> yes. because there's a guy that's yeah, very, very much rem- reminiscent of that character yes. uh so josh well this has been tuning japanese a podcast where a bunch of macho types in their 30s talk about anime that's so us i respond well to discipline <laughs> I'm Josh. Oh, that, we've learned a lot of that this episode. Out spot. How would I say? Uh, All right. I'm the supersonic Sodom. <laughs> my, Me. My, hey, my name is Andy. And I don't like sleeping with men, especially the ugly ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> this is Bill. Oh, God, and we will see you next time. But, but? Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. 
While you're there, listen to more great podcasts like the Shadowvane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, Geek and Gamer Guild, the Slasher Sanitarium, Pwn Stars, and our brand new show, New Blood Rising. extra people here makes it hard to find him that doesn't mean he'd be in there keep looking millie well hello there cutie pie i'm ready and willing to be your obedient little doggy i respond well to discipline nice try punk but you're just a child huh? that's right she may not look it but millie, she's he doesn't need to know that yeah i'd advise huh? against it anyway pal she's really bitchy what did you say <laughs> mr vash what vash where the hell have you been what have you Who may I ask is that? A total babe. That is not what I mean. I asked him to serve as my personal bodyguard while I'm here to revise the plant system program. Oh. Come along, Spot. <laughs> what? Spot? <laughs> <laughs>